I'm going to continue uh, to minister along the lines of plead your case. I started that study and that subject matter last week, and I want to continue along those lines. So my opening text is Isaiah 43 and verse 25, and it says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake and will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. This is covenant communication. This is God appealing to his people. He's identifying himself as the one who blots out our transgressions for his own namesake. That way, when he looks upon us, he looks upon us as spotless, as cleansed, as the beloved, as his accepted, as his adopted children. He's not holding our transgressions against us. He's a God who forgives us of all of our sins. He's a God who heals us of all of our diseases. And so for his own namesake, for the the sake of his name, which is holy and pure and righteous and just, when he looks upon us, he looks at us through his name, who we are, what we've become because we've called upon the name of the Lord. He said, I am the Lord and And it's my prerogative because I'm God that I forgive all your transgressions, even though you don't feel like you're worthy of forgiveness, even though at times you're trying to earn your forgiveness, even in seasons when you don't feel like you merit my forgiveness. I am the Lord and that's who I am. And I choose out of my nature for my namesake not to remember your transgressions or to remember your iniquities anymore. And then he calls us into this covenant conversation that we identify as prayer. And he he invites us and he says, put me in remembrance, let us contend together. Put me in remembrance, let us contend together. Another translation says, let us plead together, contend or plead State your case that you may be acquitted. I closed last week by saying that not only is this covenant language, it's also legal language that what God has done for us in forgiving us of all of our sin, cleansing us of all of our righteousness was actually legally done through his son, Jesus Christ, that we have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's actually, actually, it's con. It's not a contract, it's covenant. It's legally binding that God initiated this. And I stated to you that when a lawyer is presenting a case before a jury, he does two things. He brings up law and precedent. In other words, he brings up up what is written on the books, the way the law reads. And then he brings up cases from previous breaches of the law in order to interpret the law correctly. And what does this mean to us? That when the Lord says, come and let us plead together, what he is saying unto us is plead your case the way a lawyer pleads his case. Bring my word to my remembrance. Put me in remembrance. In remembrance of what? My word. Why? Because God watches over his word to perform it. Put me in remembrance of my word and put me in remembrance of the ways that I have responded to my people in times past according to my word. Bring up law and precedent before me. 
This is God, the creator of the universe, inviting us into his throne room to have a conversation around any need that we may be facing in our lives. So I want to go back to the book of Genesis, and we're going to look at three examples of this in Scripture, of a covenant relationship being demonstrated through someone pleading their case. In Genesis chapter 18, and uh, the backdrop of this is uh, the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah has reached into heaven and the Lord is about to judge those two cities. And in verse number 17, we're going to pick up. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what? I am doing since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now, this is a promise that God made to Abraham. That he would be, he said, I will make a covenant with you and through this covenant, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And he's talking about he's setting up a path for Jesus to come into the world legally. I am going to make a covenant with you, Abraham, and through you I'm going to raise up a nation. The nation was the, the nation of Israel. And through the nation of Israel, I am going to bring salvation or redemption to all of mankind. All the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. So God is now having a conversation with his covenant friend, and his covenant friend is going to have a conversation with the Lord. In verse 19, he says, For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very great, grave, I will go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right. So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. Then Abraham answered and said, indeed now, I am who uh, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than the 50 righteous. Would you destroy all the, all the city for the lack of five? And so he says, if I find there 45, I will not destroy it. And uh, he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there would be 40 found there. And so he said, uh, I will not do it for the sake of 40. And then he said, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. 
And then he said, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak but once more. Suppose ten should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. So the Lord went his way as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. What insight this portion of Scripture gives us as to what covenant allows us to communicate with God about. This is not the first conversation that Abraham has had with the Lord. This is where their relationship has developed to. Uh, we usually don't talk initially to the Lord in, with such confidence, with such boldness, with such assurance. Usually our first conversations when we begin to develop our prayer life are short and sweet. Uh, we can think about everything that we believe we need prayer for or anybody else needs prayer for and be done in five minutes. Can you relate? But the longer that you linger and walk with the Lord, then the more comfortable you become conversing with Him. And it just doesn't become a monologue where you have communicated all of your needs, desires, wants, and then you go your way, you linger long enough, and you wait before him respectfully until you start to sense he's responding to me. He actually enjoys being with me. I'm become more comfortable being with him. The psalmist said, and we read it several weeks ago, be still and know, know what? Know that I am God. In that stillness, which sometimes takes some time, we discover the Lord. We know who is God. And we're humbled that he has welcomed us into his presence. This, this isn't an initial conversation that Abraham had. This is the result of having many conversations with God. Abraham is now 99 years old. God first introduced himself to him when he was 75. This is 24 years of walking with God. And those 24 years weren't always ones that were filled with faith. There were times where Abraham was asking, where is this promised child? Even to the point we know that he took matters into his own hands and it caused some problems in his family. It... Uh, but God still was true to his covenant and to his covenant friend Abraham, and so he is with us. That is something that I want you to ponder and think about. In the midst of this conversation, this is the culmination of people that have made a commitment that you're going to be a part of my everyday life. I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to talk to you every day that I'm alive because you are my life. And God gave him some visuals so that he would always remember who was God and who was not. When God says, look up into the heavens and see the stars and try to number them. And if you can, your descendants are going to be greater than the stars of heaven. And when he takes you on a journey and you're walking on the beach and he asks you to look at the grains of sand and says, I want you to use this always as a point of remembrance. 
that your descendants and the inheritance that I have through you, which will be salvation to all of mankind, is greater than all the sands of the seashore. That means that they have been walking and talking together and lingering and waiting and getting to know one another over time. That's a possibility for each and every one of us. I use this every now and then as a a point of, of humor. And it's humorous because it's too true. Two guys in trouble tried everything they knew to do to get out of it. One looks at the other and says, I guess we have to pray. His friend responds, has it come to that? If we only understood how welcoming he was. I want to finish because we want to pray. We'll get into the rest of this. How about part three next week? He said, I even I am the Lord. No one beside me, none likened unto me. And I'm the one that chose for my name's sake never to remember any one of your transgressions. So come on, let's plead together. Don't talk to me about your past. I've already told you I'm God. I dealt with it. Let's talk about things that matter today. And let's talk about things that will matter tomorrow. Because I already took care of the past. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.